This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am being joined via, I don't even know, the internet. With, by that snack, <clears throat> Polly Cupcakes. How you doing, Polly? I'm doing doing real well. Uh, <clears throat> did some grilling out in the rain. Had some delicious steak and grilled veggies. So I'm fueled up, ready to go. <laughs> grilling out in the rain, bud. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I know. As the lightning struck a couple times, I kept thinking, uh, hurry up and get done. <laughs> All right. Well, um, glad you're okay. Glad the food turned out well. Caps fans, we've got a great episode for you. As a matter of fact, this is our last episode of the current contract that we have with the Hockey Podcast Network. But we will be jumping right in to year two. So that being said, uh, next week will be a backup episode but I did want to take this time to thank you, our listeners, because without you guys, you know, we would just be talking to nobody, I guess, which Polly's seen me do that for years, but yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, I listened at least, right. That's true. You, you were, you were a fanboy before you were, uh, (laughs) before you were a host, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Polly, why don't you tell the fans what it means to you as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've really enjoyed what we've gotten to do this past year. And we look at the numbers and we see people are still listening. So, uh, you know, it, it feels good that people are at least somewhat enjoying us and uh, supporting us. So thank you to those of you who either – religiously listen or just have us on in the background either way we appreciate you absolutely sorry for the cough there um took a hit of this woodford and i was like holy shit uh went down the wrong pipe that's not the drink you want to go down the wrong pipe yeah i'm I'm drinking that right now i'm I'm nice and warm yeah nice all right but yeah, anyways, Caps fans, which I'm actually skeptical that even, that any of you Caps Chirp fans actually exist. So um, I feel like it's just like people on the network that listen or I, I don't even know. There's got to be at least some people that listen. <clears throat> and for that, we're very grateful. You know, we understand your lives are busy. So we thank you for letting us have like an hour of your time. It's generally more than an hour because we talk a lot, but yeah, we do. Right. So yeah, I mean, that being said, thank you very much. And I'd also like to thank the hockey podcast network, obviously for me, this has been the most fun covering hockey I've ever had primarily because I've had such a large network of people to talk to and share ideas and just talk bullshit hockey about, um, it's been huge. I would say it's even more fun than when the Caps actually won the cup. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say that. <clears throat> so, thanks a lot for that and thanks for all of our badass guests that we've had on. I'm actually going to list them all in case you would like to go back and listen to those episodes. So, hang on to your asses. Here is a list. Thank you to 
Jared from Offside by a Mile podcast. It's going to be uh, Colorado Avalanche. It's the first, my first interview. Um, Jared, you have a special place in my heart. <clears throat> TJ and the Grumpy Old Man from the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. Beauty's there. Adriana Mags, uh, writer and director of Goalie. That was cool. The Two Nicks from Tip of the Iceberg podcast. That is Berlansky and Horwat. They do an awesome job. Just won a Picked by Management best podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. In true Penguins form, they must have greased the right hands or... Or I don't even know. I don't, we will, we'll let, we'll let your imagination go to that. Um, <clears throat> also like to thank Nick Morris, our buddy. Uh, also Nick Terraney of Barstool Sports for hopping on. Uh, dude's a beaut and killing it. Tom Franklin of the Blues Notes podcast. Uh, he actually won fan voted favorite, uh, or not fan voted network host voted favorite podcast. Paul, did you know that? Yeah, uh, I saw that uh, announcement. It's, so that's more like the Ted Lindsay compared yeah. to the Hart. That's the real MVP. Yeah, I mean, it always means more coming from your peers, right. I'd, I'd say, than coming from authority or the media. Yeah, and Tommy's a man, so fucking A. Uh, <clears throat> 110% effort from that guy all the time. Uh, Matt Clink from Red Wings Rant, Richie Flores and Corey Crenshaw. From Sporty with Richie and Corey, they do the they cover the Phoenix Coyotes. Andy Arizona. and Jay, yeah, not, yeah, not Arizona. <laughs> Andy no, no, and, it is Arizona. Oh yeah, Phoenix, <laughs> Arizona. Right, right. But they're oh fuck, did I do it again? Yeah, motherfucker, you did it again. <laughs> motherfucker. All right. Anyways, yeah, the Arizona Coyotes. Fuck. I thought I was I was thought I was being smart and like had it all. It's like that's the right one. That's the right one. I was so convinced that it was the Phoenix Coyotes. Oh, yeah, it's God. tough. All right. Sorry, Corey Energy. Anyways, Andy and Jay, the Broadway Boys podcast. Those guys are buttes. Bayou Benders from Habs Nightly. He's finally found a home here, a permanent home, um, covering his team, the uh, Canadians. John from the Oil Country podcast. Uh, obviously, Edmonton Oilers there. Grant Van Lahr, <laughs> Mystery Alaska star, right? <laughs> yeah. Stefan Brunner, Chris Ramirez, uh, Ray Rain Breezy from the House of Hockey, um, Caps legend Olaf Kolzig, Neil Villapiano from the Devil's State of Mind podcast, Anthony Sanfilippo from Snow the Goalie podcast, Shane Ryan from Sins Hour, Jay Fresh, State of Hockey, State of Hoppy, excuse me, from the Soda Pod. And if I missed any, I'm really sorry, but. Thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us. Love you, mean it. You know, Van Lahr is the only person that I know of that has a hockey DB and an IMDB. Well, I guess maybe Sean Avery. <laughs> right, Avery. And Terry Ryan. Yeah, and maybe um, who's the one in Dumb and Dumber? There, I can't. Is there a hockey remember. guy in Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, he, he he wasn't involved in hockey. He was just like a double because he was a huge dude. He kicks in the stall. He's one of the, like, truckers. Oh, Seabass was his name <laughs> in the show, wasn't it? Right. I think so. Yeah. All right. Anyways, off on a tangent. Yeah. Well, 
for everybody that we just listed, thanks a lot again for your time, your effort, and, you know, slumming it up with us slobs. I guess to that, we should probably cheers, right? Cheers, buddy. One, two, three. All right. Fucking A. It's been a good season, Polly. I mean, honestly. I agree. It's It's been fun. Um, both what we've been involved with and the NHL itself, all the craziness, you know, we, we did get a cup and, um, you know, eventually, right. uh, you know, it, it turned out nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was both a historically important year and a just straight up cool year for us to cover hockey. So, and this is your first, this was the end of your first year, right? Of ever doing anything like this, podcasting in general. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I, I was a rookie yeah. and I guess rookie season has ended. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to br- brief league news here. The Lightning, they won the cup just like I predicted because I'm a genius. I do keep thinking back, keep thinking back to when we had Jay Fresh on here before the tournament started and he said, smart money. You remember, I remember the quote, smart money's on Tampa. He was right. He was spot on. Um, <clears throat> Polly, your flip flopping tactics, um, which were bullshit, definitely did not pay off here. How do you feel? I feel like I got what I deserved. You did. Now, uh, you did. I picked him. I abandoned him after one game. Classic mistake. You know, <laughs> let game one make up your mind for you. Right. Um, you know, I just, you know, I, I look like a fool and I deserve it. I'm, I'm like SpongeBob on the episode when you ripped his pants. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, you know what? The Lightning deserve finally came through, right? They finally played to their roster strength. They finally got it done. I mean, Cooper's got to be pumped. Their party, though, on the other hand, was a little bit suspect or sus, as as they've been saying. Yeah, a little uh, boat parade. <laughs> yeah. Like that's awesome. I'm surprised. No- I'm glad nobody got. I don't think any accidents with the boats happened but um <clears throat> you know tampa bay is probably i mean i've never been there but it looks like a beautiful city and um and i don't know i mean what were you saying you're about to say something well, i mean I, <clears throat> I i've driven through um i know uh the nearest beach clearwater is pretty awesome so um yeah, Tampa. Tampa seems like a. Pre- Actually, I have a cousin who just moved down there. Shout out Joey. Uh, he and his wife moved down there, and he's been a Tampa fan for a couple years, I think, because he likes the area. And uh, so he he wanted to move there, so he became a fan, you know. Right. And uh, so he's he's all pumped up right now because they got a cup, and he just moved there like two months ago. So perfect time for him to move. Um, now, did he drink out of the cup as everybody else was also drinking out of the cup, wasted? I, I don't think he got that close to the cup. Did he go to but the parade? But he was at part of the parade. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I think they did they did it on land and boats, right? I mean, I'm not really sure. I think they did. I, I feel like they would have had to. I think that the boat scenes 
is like was like the end of the parade. The the players kind of like embarked onto the you know boats and cruised around after that. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, because he sent some. He had some pictures at the parade. Um, I'm pretty sure on his Facebook. So yeah, con- <laughs> congrats to him. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I only probably the only like true lightning fan I know, but he was their fan before the cup. So give him credit there. Absolutely. And again, they played a hell of a game, uh, a hell of a series, hell of a playoff. They there's, I, there's no question in my mind that they were the, they were the team to win it. You know? Yeah. The only times there were only two times that I questioned them. And obviously it was after game one in the cup. (laughs) <laughs> and um, when they got smacked by – or not smacked, but they lost to Boston in the first game. Right. And then after they – you know, th- those are the only two times that I really, really had any doubts. And, again, I need to quit with this whole game one panic thing. Yeah, what the but, fuck? But, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm all about uh, instant gratification. So, <laughs> not, I'm not a patient guy, I guess. Fair enough. And um... – <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. Finally, got it done. I, I wonder what their situation is going to look like moving forward because it doesn't seem like they're going to have to lose a lot of pieces. But you know, we talked about <clears throat> Stamkos retiring. It's obvious that they don't need him now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they basically won the cup without him. Right. So. I mean, he scored one one goal. He's got like the highest shot, like goal, <laughs> yeah. shot to goal percentage in in all of uh, NHL history. Uh, so, I, I mean, I wonder if he does retire. I feel like he comes back next year. You know, I think he probably wants to prove that he still can. Right. And I'm not even sure the like size of his contract. I'm sure that there's still years left on it. So um, there's to... an article that says he he should. The Lightning thinks he will be ready for the season. Yeah, and that honestly doesn't surprise me. But it's like <clears throat> because put yourself in his shoes. If you won the cup that way, would you think? Would there kind of be a little bit peace inside you that said, "I uh, since I didn't play because he's been he he took off." Before the pause, he was injured. So he only played half the year, if that, right? Right, yeah. I mean, he's he's missed, like, Crosby-type time. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has missed a lot of his career. And unless he was, like, 38 or older, I don't right. think this would be an okay way to go out. If you're an older guy, <laughs> you're probably like, I came Stank. in, I scored, I contributed, that's enough. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I I feel like he definitely he's young enough that he probably still wants to come back and he still thinks he has something in the tank. Right, <clears throat> and I, I probably would be too, especially because it's kind of like for him. I would assume it's kind of like a, uh, a asterisk, <clears throat> a bit of an asterisk yeah. there, right? Right, right. All right, moving on. Congrats to Tampa Bay, by the way. Definitely a, a, a good run there. Uh, and probably one of the most solid runs we've seen in a while of just being fucking good <laughs> throughout the whole thing, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Golden Knights, New Jersey's, they fucking suck, dude. I hate them. 
They're just sparkle, sparkle pony, <clears throat> as Bayou Benders said in Slack chat today. Um, I don't like them. They're just yellow. They're just gold with sparkles. You just change the color from the weird gold. You have like weird, like matte gold, black, and then sparkle gold. Right? That's their three jerseys now? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the sparkle, like the sparkle spots, but I, I mean, I like the gold. I mean, they were golden knights. It, it took them too long to have a gold jersey, I think. Um, right. I, I mean, I like it better than that weird gray, the matte gray. <laughs> yeah, I but I like the gray. I like their gray. I mean, I, I like it better than, I mean, I hate it all. It's all garbage. It's all fucking trash. Let's just put it out there. I don't like their logo. I, I don't really like much about the Golden Knights, especially with their, in the aesthetics department. But, uh, I, using your logic, like, yes, I guess that that's not gold, but their other, like, yellowish jersey, it is gold. Like, it's just like dull gold, right? Yeah. I mean, they could have gone with a more <laughs> yellow look. Um, that's what West Virginia University is. They're the old gold, right? And it just right. is yellow. Um, that probably would have looked better. Yeah. Well, whatever. Fuck the Golden Knights. Their new jerseys are trash. They're real sparkly. We'll see what I want. I'm. I'm. I wonder what they're gonna pair the bottoms with. Like, I think it's gonna have black. What if they came out with all gold, like socks, gloves, and <laughs> like they just looked like a big gold nugget out there, like a golden man. I think. It, I think it would look good if they did. I would like gold helmets, but have black pants. Oh, all right. I just, I just want them to double down and just be gold everywhere. Everything gold. Skates. Um, I mean, that's what Tampa's doing with their blues. Right. So, all right. Well, we'll see. Um, Michael Grabner, placed on waivers by the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday go. for the purpose of buying out his contract. 11 points in 46 games a season. Grabner's a bit clapped out here, but I remember a time when he was a very highly sought after UFA. Yeah, I mean, um, he's going to – do you get paid out if you clear waivers? Um, yeah, like if they buy your con- – the contract's guaranteed. The buyout yeah, so- is only – I think he gets – if they buy him out, he only gets like um, – half or something a percentage of it i can't remember at this right now but he only gets like half of it and then but it's like over the same amount of time i think or it might be 80 percent they they, the team gets a a, a cut but the big thing that they that they enjoy they have to pay the actual money out but it takes half it takes away from the cap yeah well i mean i think he could be a nice cheap free agent um, for someone looking for some, some veteran uh, experience. Yeah. Maybe at like league minimum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say he'd he should come in cheaper than Bobby Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. But who knows? Jets open to trading line a man. I, okay. So here's, I feel bad about line a because he has done nothing but bet on himself 
his entire career and has never been like, uh, um, unless what is his current, can you look up his current contract right now? Because for years and years and years for like the for his first three contracts, almost he bet on himself, took the like three year deal at like 5 million and said, look, I'm going to in a couple years or in a year, we'll talk. You'll see that I'm worth it. And then you won't have to pay for past performance. You can pay me fucking to slay. Right. <clears throat> and just, you know, yeah. like the lamp. What's he on now? Cur- How many- His current contract, two years, 13.5. So this God. year he's at a uh, six, that six million, 750,000 cap hit. And I'm sorry to say, but what did he score this year? Probably damn near 40 goals. At least 30, right? I don't know if he was injured. He might have been injured. Uh, I think he underperformed this year. Right. But for every other time throughout the contract, he's had solid contracts. I mean, for... Well, he had 63 points, 28 goals. Okay. So damn near 30 goals, but not a great... How many games did he play? 68. Mm. Right. I mean, but it's almost a point a game. Right. Yeah, man, that's pretty good. And that's that's the thing with Line A is that, you know, he's a big body. He's got that crazy shot. What do you think the Jets would need in return? It's a first rounder and a, like a middle six guy, right? Yeah, I feel like that's fair because he was, you know, he was top in his draft and he's proved, I mean, he's proven talent. So, you know, the draft pick is just kind of, yeah, I, th- I think a draft pick and like a, maybe like a Vrana. Yeah. yeah, Vrana might be, yeah, no, I think Vrana in the first round. Yeah, like a, well, like a middle sixer, like kind of like a second or third line forward or a, Second, like a second pairing defenseman. Yeah. Like a good second pairing defenseman. Right. And a first yeah. rounder. Yeah. Like a, maybe like a younger Niskanen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess I, I don't think that the Jets trading line A are singling him out as the problem, their problem. I think what it what it more is is that like he's their best player, so he they're trying to get something because I think they're ready to blow it up. What about you? Yeah, I think they they had a little bit of a window there, and it seems like they are definitely on on the wrong side of competing right now. They're yeah. they're they're heading the wrong way, and so. I mean, get rid of him now while he's young. You can still get something out of him instead of waiting till he either gets old or his contract runs out. Right, or has a couple shitty fucking seasons, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, with the whole Bufflin thing this year and him just being like, nah, I'm not coming back. Like, what the fuck? Um, I, I don't know. Uh Whatever. The Jets are in turmoil. Obviously, Line is on the chopping block. I would love to see him in D.C., but we cannot afford that guy. No, uh, not at all. Right. So, Vegas, moving on. Vegas signs Leonard to a five-year, $25 million contract. Five for five. I think that's fair. What about you, yeah. Paulie? Absolutely. Um, and, 
you know, he's he's going to be their guy. And right. on Mark Andre Fleury is a very good backup. So um, that's that's a pretty good duo. They just you know cemented in there. Well, there there's buzz around Fleury being moved. So mm. we'll see about that. In any case, I think that it's it's become clear that Leonard, because when Leonard came in, he was to Vegas. He was not. Um, I don't think that he was a bona fide starter, right? He was starting on a Chicago squad that wasn't very good, but they had Crawford, right? Yeah, um, and the year before that, he was splitting time in uh, New York. Right. So they the they kept Crawford. The, the Blackhawks did moved him to yeah. Vegas. He obviously had a good run with Vegas and can and prove that he's ready for a full time starter position. And that's why I think he took a bit of a discount here. He, he, he found a team, you know, five for five. That's not a, that's not a lot. That's not a killer goalie contract, but I think that that's pretty fair. If you're going to play there for longevity, be competitive and pretty much, you know, I'm sure it's not written in his contract, but taking that amount of money really shows like, all right, I'm willing to make a little bit of sacrifice to be a starter. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good deal on both sides. Right, right. <clears throat> I don't think it's fair. Uh, moving on to the another goalie story. Tristan Jari signed three years, uh, $10.5 million with the P- Penguins on Saturday. Um, it's three and a half a year. Young goalie. It's basically a bridge deal-ish kind of format. I think that the goalies in, in the league are going to get screwed out of the flat cap the most. They get yeah. screwed anyways. I just feel like them being screwed even more because of the cap being flat is is definitely going to happen, right? Yeah, definitely. And the fact that they're signing him makes me think they're either going to move Murray or not protect him in the expansion. Right. <clears throat> and I don't think the Penguins have ever really, the fan base or anybody else has ever really embraced Murray. So we'll see. I don't think I don't think Matt Murray is very good. But uh, and I I had always thought Tristan Jari was going to be the future of this club. So again, you know me being a genius, obviously the the uh, the the chips have fallen and fell in the right place. Brian Elliott, one year, one point five with the Flyers on Saturday, um, could become an unrestricted free agent October 9th. He's thirty five, um, one in one, two point one four. Goals against and a .911 save percentage in three games this postseason. Yeah, I think. Um, How was that three games, Paulie? I I don't. He came in for relief. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because Carter Hart did get shelled a couple games. Right. I think he's. Uh, this is a good signing. He's he's a solid backup for Carter Hart. Right, and he's only around for a year. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It would have been great to pay him seven hundred fifty thousand, but. You know, he's a veteran, he's older, he understands shit. Uh, Carter Hart is in some serious need of mentorship, I definitely think. He's a good, he's a good raw talent, but, and, and he's got his shit together, but consistency is what needs to be, you know, I think, ironed into his game. Absolutely. All right, so, I don't want to go through the, the draft order, but I, just to, just to just... Remind everyone, um, when is the 2020 draft? They even Tuesday. 
the sixth. Okay. This it's the sixth and the seventh. Okay. So that's in a couple. It'll be like Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, the the Rangers get pick one, the first overall, and that is Lafreniere. I mean, I think that everybody has come to that conclusion. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there was an article on NHL.com where they were saying that like he looks great, but they're not they're not like gonna admit they're drafting him. But that's just stupid. Like they're gonna draft him. Right, right, right. Exactly. They don't want to. They don't want to show their hand. I guess. There's been a lot of buzz about Eichel being on the chopping block and maybe being packaged with Lafreniere or. I don't know. I mean, honestly, though, if you think about it, by getting Eichel would be a total Rangers move, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like hmm. buying buying somebody, right? Like basically trading away to get this stud. Eichel's proven talent, and God, he would he would destroy on the Rangers, I'm sure, especially with – I mean, so he'd have Eichel and Panarin. Yeah, it'd be scary. <laughs> yeah, right. And Eichel's a center, isn't he? Is he a center? Yeah, I think so. And man, Panarin's he, a winger. He just set, yeah, he sets stuff up, man. He would just be feeding, just feeding apples to fucking Panarin all day long. It would that would that would be sick. Uh, the Rangers would become instantly way more fucking scary in the Metro Division. That's for sure. If they did pull yeah. off uh, um, Eichel trade, but it, you know you got to think like. Uh, and we'll talk more about the Rangers in a little bit, but they've made some moves. They've done a really good job of rebuilding, right? Like it's been one of the fastest rebuilds ever, right? And they're back to being competitive. They got some young guys, um, you know, and some some solid, promising talent. So I don't know, man. I um, you know, they've got that K Andre Miller guy coming up too. Uh, was a forward, now a defenseman. Um, you know, they've got uh, Panarin there. And it's crazy because you think about the Rangers and you're like, fuck, they don't, who do they have? Who do they have? And then they're, and you're like, oh, the bread man. I fucking totally forgot about him. And Papa Kako, too. Yep. Kapo Kako. They've had, they've done really well with their picks. And I mean, you, you look at it and it's like Kapo Kako was a first rounder, right? First overall. And he's done well. Yeah. Do you take Lafreniere and just can continue that or try to bargain? What would you do? Uh, I mean, I'd offer it up. And if I could get someone like Eichel, I think I might take that trade. I'd even be willing to, to dish out like a first and a second to get Eichel. Really? Uh, For La- well, So like of this, so they, basically what you're saying is Lafreniere and whoever their second is. Second rounder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, so the Rangers actually have two picks in the first round. They got one from the Hurricanes at number 22. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, for someone like Eichel, it might be worth dumping those. Or even, you know, give up first and second round because you have that number 22 pick. Right, right, right. And And here's the thing. And that's what I think everybody is like so hard for. But I would probably just take the picks, right? I would just play it out because Eichel is still almost what? He's in the league six, six, five, six years already. 
I think he's like 25. Yeah. And I mean, you've got five great years left in him. He's 23. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. I mean, there's at least seven solid years. You would think. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tricky, you know, because we always say on this pod, like that there is no such thing as like guaranteed draft picks, right? The draft is a fucking shit show. Anyways, proven NHL talent should trump draft picks every day of the, of the week. Unless you're like yeah. kind of a rebuilding team and you have nothing, right? Right. So it's it's definitely tricky. It's probably exciting to be a Rangers fan right now because of all the possibilities that could fucking happen, right? Absolutely. Um, I will say this though, I think that I think that the Rangers should hold still, get their picks because who knows what that twenty two turns out to be. Right. Take the picks. Continue, continue the draft, continue to build the stables because they have to think also five years down the road, right? So like if you don't get the cut, so that yes, their, their rebuild's been great. If they don't get the cup in the next five years and they blow their load and they have nothing coming through the pipeline, then they're back to where they are today. True. Yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's something I didn't think of because I don't care about the Rangers, but I mean, it's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, not even as good as today because they made the playoffs this year. They might not even make the playoffs in five years if they fucking botch this with selling the farm. But anyways, let's talk about the caps right here on, on just really quickly. And then we'll get into the Washington wraparound. Um, what, what do you think that the – well, I guess this is probably just a good time to get into the Washington wraparound. What do you think? Yeah. All right, Caps fans. Before we get into that, I've got to tell you about our sponsors at manscaped.com. Use code THPN. Get 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com. Use code twenty THPN to get 20% off plus free shipping. It's a good product. Lawnmower 3.0 out right now. They say if you trim your bush, your tree stands taller. Have you found that to be I'm, true, Polly? Absolutely. You know, and you know, when you go out to eat, no one likes a hair in their food. So, you know, other activities with your mouth, you also don't want hair in your mouth. So, uh, this can really help make life enjoyable more enjoyable for you and the people who you participate in these activities with. Right. Remember shave everywhere you want a mouth to go. That's manscaped.com. Use code THPN 20% off plus free shipping. Again, manscaped.com use code THPN 20% off plus free shipping. It's for your balls, dude. Do it. And let us tell you also about our affiliate, uh, I guess, plug that we've been doing. And that is, uh, surprise, surprise, the Bolts broadcast. I don't know if you guys know of anything that has happened to this team recently, but uh, apparently they're the new Stanley Cup champions, as they should have been probably for the past five years, but they finally got it done this year. 
you can follow the Bolts Broadcast on the Hockey Podcast Network at Bolts Broadcast on Twitter. Um, 2020 Stanley Cup champs finally got it done. You know, the big thing I like to see is is Pat Maroon. You know, wins it with yeah. St. Louis, gets traded, wins it with Tampa Bay. Can you imagine if he moved to another team and won it there too? Yeah, he'd be uh, – GMs would be begging him to come play for their teams after that. Right. At that point, you're a fucking good luck charm, and there's nothing – you there's you're proven. Three times in a row? Jesus. He's like the opposite of Marion Hosa. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Good point. All right, so – Caps fans, if you want to hear some Bolts uh, action here, the Bolts broadcast at Bolts Broadcast on Twitter. Great show. Actually, I haven't had too much interaction with them, but uh, all seem like really good dudes. Uh, check them out. Uh, definitely into hockey in the, in the sense of, uh, I think one of them works for, for a team, for a junior team as a scout. So, well, I was listening to him during the Cup. Uh, it's a pretty good show. So yeah. if you if you're remotely interested in Tampa Bay or you want to hear how everybody feels about the cup, you know, it, it's an enjoyable show. Absolutely. All right, Caps fans, check them out and uh do it or we're not friends anymore. Okay. Caps. Washington Capitals, your very own Washington Capitals. Pick 24th this year. Not a great, not a great position. We generally aren't in a great position. What do you, what do you, what are you expecting here, Polly? I mean, I think we, we need, we need a, uh, a good forward, a skilled forward. The problem is, is that when the, the reason I'm saying that is because we've picked defensemen for, for like seven years straight, it seems like. The last forward I can remember us of note picking was Philip Forsberg. And Caps fans, do we really need to talk about what happened with that fucking thing? Um, <clears throat> I don't think so. So, Paulie, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think a forward is probably best because we have an aging core. Right. I would I would like to see someone more along the lines of like a Verona skill set. Okay. So I mean, yeah. you've got notes here, go through them. Yeah, so I mean there was an article on nhl.com uh from Adam Kimmelman and he is saying top priority is skill forwards. So um you know, he 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 mentions OV being 34 and Backy being 32. Um, so the Caps need some some young guys to share the workload, and you know it's good we have Connor McMichael, but uh, really just kind of build on that and you know add to that core. So some of the suggested guys that he has on here is uh, Jacob Perot. He's a right wing coming out of the OHL. Jake Neighbors, a left wing out of the WHL, and. Maverick Bork, a center out of the queue. Hmm. Um, I don't really know much about prospect. I don't really, I don't follow press prospects uh, a whole lot, but right. 
I, I, I agree with this guy. I think we need a, we need a forward and not necessarily a Tom Wilson or Ovi. We need like a Verona type guy. Yeah. I mean, another playmaker. So I would say, here's how I would classify the top six, top nine uh, right now. And I would say um, the playmakers are down the middle. I would say Lars Eller is an underrated playmaker, uh, but still a mucking grind type guy, right? So that's your third line center. You've got Kuznetsov and then you've got Backstrom, both of which are playmakers. As a matter of fact, I would even say Backstrom is less of a finisher than Kuznetsov because I've seen that guy. That guy never shoots. <laughs> I love him, but, you know, he would rather dish it and have make it look amazing than shoot it right in the net, you know? Yeah, definitely. So then you have two goal scorers on the top nine, I would say. Bonafide goal scorers. <laughs> what was that word? <laughs> top nine. Top nine. Nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say Verona and Ovi, right? Uh, probably the two bonafide goal scorers. And then you're you've got Wilson, who's kind of a a blend of everything, right? I think he's got good playmaking ability. He's got he's a good finisher. He's only going to get better. I see that guy scoring, you know, sixty seventy points. Honestly, uh, great skater and physical presence, right? Yeah. And then who else are we slotted in? So there, I'm I'm missing three wings, I think. Um, TJ Oshi. All right, so we've got Osh, and Osh is a good blend guy, right? That's um, a that's a uh, a hardworking checking guy, but also has just the inane ability to fucking bury. Right? That's why he's yeah. on the fucking power play, first power play. Uh and then our third line wings, which change and have changed. Um but <clears throat> that is where I think what we would we would slot in somebody. If we could put a third line wing that has some real talent, like some skilled talent to help out Lars Eller and then put a muck and grinder on the right side or the left side, whatever it may be. Probably the left side, honestly, like a a hard nosed left wing that we already have. And that could be like fucking, that could be like Travis Boyd on, on a wing situation or a Hathaway on a wing situation. If we could get a skilled right winger. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, and you know, this might be our chance to get it. You know, maybe, maybe someone will go under the radar and we grab them at a 23 or 24. Yeah. And I hope that the capitals don't, I hope in the past, the capitals have done some fucked up moves where the size, they were, they were too stuck on somebody's size. Um, I think that they've learned from those mistakes, actually letting, well, the one that sticks out to me is Perot, Maddie, Maddie Perot that they got rid of. And I, I don't know if Jacob Perot's like, uh, related to him or if this Maverick Bork guy, is he related to Ray Bork or any of the other Borks? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, the way they spell it, it makes it seem like he's from Europe. Right. But. Well. 
I don't know. I mean, do we look at a right? Are you looking at a winger here, or are you looking at a center? That's I think for me that's the big question because I feel as if a fourth line center. Okay. I really don't think any center is going to get any real play until Backstrom's gone. Or until they've had the hard conversation that, well, yeah, until Backstrom's gone. Because you have Lars Eller and you have Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yeah, I mean, I think going for, we should go for a winger here. Yeah. And I don't mind stacking down the middle, right? But. At the same at the same time, like you don't want to. What are you going to build this guy up for? Trade bait later. Yeah, it's just a it's a weird situation. So I'm saying a wing. Let's get a good talented wing, one that can the one that's got a nice shot and some great skating ability and a little bit of vision. How about that? Yeah, that that, that sounds like a nice compliment to Peter Laviolette's new squad. Right. Bonus if he can bang. Yeah. Always got to bang. Right. Absolutely. Uh, right. Lucas Johansson signed a one-year, two-way deal. Cool. That's pretty legit, I guess. Uh, I think he had a uh, he had a couple games up in the show. Definitely looked green. Um, probably not ready yet, but he is a defenseman. Um, something that is a little bit that we were talking about before the pod. If you don't know, Caps fans, Yingling and Hershey teamed up for a chocolate porter. And I don't know if this is the first year they've done it, but I'm going to have to be on the lookout for this. You know, these are two great American companies, Mm -hmm. uh, even though they're in shitty Pennsylvania. Team up for what looks like an amazing combo. If you guys are looking for any sort of, um, you know, whatever it may be, Alcohol, chocolate, fix. <laughs> definitely definitely check these out. The last thing that I have with the Washington wraparound is Brendan Dillon, man. What are you thinking? What what, well, so what happens with this guy? He is um he said he wants to re sign in Washington. Right. But if they don't sign him he wants to go back and play in Vancouver. But and that's where he, he's from. He, right? He's a West yeah. Coast kid. Yeah, right? he's uh from Surrey, I guess is the name of the town. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean he he wants he wants to stay in Washington. So, uh hopefully they make it happen. Cuz I think I, he was a very good addition to the team this season. I really think that it's um, it's. I don't know if it's completely necessary to get him, but I think it's a good idea. He was at the time when we got him one of the most sought after defensive prospects, right? Or I mean, defensive UFAs, as far as defensemen go. He's only played like twenty games with us. Um, I I just don't. Uh, I don't see him going, and with and. Financially, it makes sense right now. To sign him? Yeah, because I think yeah. even if we give Ovi $12 million a year, which we should, or more, um, I don't I don't see him 
Yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't see wh- where we're gonna get somebody better on the market for the same price, or pull someone up from the farm for that pedigree and that talent. Yeah, he's definitely our best available value. Yeah, I, and that's that's where it gets me because, like, I was thinking, well, why don't you just let him walk and pull some guy, somebody up like Fervory or whatever. Uh, but I still don't think I still think Brendan Dillon's he's a huge dude. I mean, he's got that. Uh, I I liked I I liked his grit. I liked his um, his willingness to mix it up after whistles, and I didn't see him get toasted any time really too bad. And I thought that his outlet passes weren't weren't bad either. And that's really what you want. He fit into the system really quickly, and he keeps saying how much how much he enjoyed his time here with DC. Yeah, I mean he's he's what defensemen were for the whole existence of hockey until the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> he's just right. a solid, well balanced guy, uh, and you know he can he can. You know, do a little something by offense. He can you know, move the puck around, and he's not a big goal scorer, but it's not like he's a liability in the offensive zone. I, I think, honestly, like if two contracts were expiring right now, I'd rather have him than Ratko Gudis. Right, and that's a, that's a good point. We, there hasn't been a lot of buzz around Ratko Gudis, but I think that I don't think um, he's going to come back. I think we're going to let him walk into free agency, and I think that that's where we're going to replace him with a young guy. <clears throat> but if you have, I mean, you've seen how, I mean, a good example is the Colorado Avalanche, uh, the New York Rangers. Hell, um, yeah, I mean, those are the two examples that I can think of right now, but who've had a young defensive core, who've had like, and and our whole team, the Washington Capitals are, are a very old team, probably one of the oldest in the league, putting in two young uh, like so, if we were to get rid of Gudis and Dylan, we'd have to replace it, place them with two defensemen who would be doing their rookie year. Yeah, I don't know if the stalwarts that we have, which would be like basically John Carlson, right on D, um, to show him the ropes would be enough. No, because I agree. all of our other you defensemen, know, what's that? Well, I was gonna say this is a. Uh, Kind of sucks that we got rid of Juice. Right, right. Um, you know, Juice wasn't bad, and he's what? Where is he at now? Where I forget where he landed. Anaheim. That's right. Jesus. And that's um, what I mean. If we were going to let people walk and needed replacements, now would be a really good time to have Juice. Right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I'm trying to think of like our defensive core right now, and I'm drawing a blank. But it's it's JC. <clears throat> and all I can think of th- Siegenthaler. Right. Siegenthaler. Um Gudis, Dylan. Um phew. I and I wonder where all these guys who we've drafted, and I guess this fervory fervory guy is gonna be one of them. I, again, I'm not a really well, good Orlov, Kemp Kempney, Jensen. That's right. That's right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we I mean we've still got some solid guys. Sure. But Kempney is another question mark after being injured. He's not been the same. So let's see if he can rebound. Um, And that's not like a Niskanen kind of thing where 
Niskanen came in and had just like a kind of a crappy season. Fervery blew a hamstring out. And he's had some serious, or not, I'm sorry, Kempney has had some serious injury problems here. So it's definitely tough, especially after the insane playoffs he had to win us a cup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really did perform well during that run. And then you have Orlov, dude, solid as hell. And it's it's just so fitting that I forgot that he was even on the team because that's his fucking that's his style. He's just a very under the radar guy. He's not an outstanding player that you when you're watching you don't think like oh Dimitri Orlov is an outstanding unless he puts Matt Duchesne you know uh, yeah doing cartwheels on a hip check. But <clears throat> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Anyways. he's. He's really big into that spin move, Orlov is. Yeah. <laughs> I just – so I'm looking at their roster, and uh, Orlov and I have the same birthday. Oh, wow. He's a, he's a year older, but same birthday. He's a year older than you? Yeah, he's 29. Wow. Interesting. Well, that just goes to your point, talking about being one of the older teams in the league. Orlov seems young. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you think that like Orlov's oh, he's like one of those young guys. No. Dude's gonna be thirty soon. Um has had an a great career with the caps. I just yeah. There's a lot to be buttoned up here for next season. And I feel like once Ovi's contract gets settled, everything else is gonna fall into place because management has come out and said that, you know, the first thing we're gonna do is Sign Ovechkin. I mean, he's a right. priority, and it would it would be a shitty sign to to be taking care of all these other people. Like if they figured out a deal with Holtby before they'd figured out a deal with Ovechkin, that would not that would not look good at all. No, it would not. Right. So we'll see, Caps fans. Stay tuned, Paul. I'm I'm done. I mean, I don't know. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think uh, it's time to wrap up 1920. Absolutely. All right. Caps fans, remember, next week's a backup episode, and then we're going to be hitting you hard with, uh, I don't know, some other content that we come up with. Well, next time we talk to you, um, it'll be obviously, you know, next week's backup, but after that, it'll we'll be talking about the draft and free agency, which starts October 10th. Yeah, and hold on to your asses for that because I'm sure that's going to be a shit show, an absolute um, debauchery right there. I don't, I don't even, I, nobody knows what the hell is going to go on. I'm interested to see what GMs do. Um, I'm just not willing to put any any juju out there. <laughs> oh, correction, October 9th. October 9th is the what? It's the beginning of free agency, so. Okay. The draft is Tuesday, Wednesday. Free agency starts Friday at noon. Absolutely. All right. Well, Caps fans, see you in a couple of weeks. Hope you enjoy our backup episode. I'm pretty sure we talk about like concussions and, and the uh, impact they have on the on professional sports. So, until next time, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at 
Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.